Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 150. It is Friday, June 19th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and happy Juneteenth. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, happy Friday, happy Juneteenth. An important day to celebrate and recognize, especially during these trying times in the United States and around the world in reality. But um, it is also our 150th episode, so I guess kudos to us. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be great. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, please go to Facebook, type in Get HIPAA Compliance. And join the group. Um, not a lot of news to share. We got a bunch of updates to talk about. So Cisco release Cis yeah Cisco Cisco releases multiple security updates. This is according to the CISA WebEx meetings and Cisco WebEx meetings. Server token handling unauthorized access vulnerability is addressed. WebEx meetings desktop app URL filtering arbitrary program execution vulnerability, which I think we mentioned before. The also one for uh, Mac, WebEx Meetings, desktop app for a Mac, update feature code execution vulnerability, telepresence, collaboration, endpoint, and room OS software command injection vulnerability, small business RV series routers, stack overflow arbitrary code execution vulnerabilities, small business RV110W, RV130, RV130W, and RV215W series routers management interface vulnerabilities, and small business RV series routers command injection vulnerabilities. So a bunch of Cisco vulnerabilities being addressed with recent updates so make sure you apply those updates right away uh, the isc the internet systems consortium has released security advisories that address vulnerabilities affecting multiple versions of isc berkeley internet do name domain which is bind for short a remote attacker could exploit these vulnerabilities to cause a denial of service condition these are being tracked as cve 2020 8618 and 8619 and you can read more about those those uh, updates if you go to CISA, CISA's website, the U.S. CISA's website. Drupal releases security updates. Drupal has released security updates to address vulnerabilities affecting Drupal 7, 8.8, 8.9, .8, and 9.0. A remote attacker could exploit one of these vulnerabilities to take control of an infected system. So make sure you apply those. Um, 79 Netgear router models risk full takeover due to unpatched bug. This is on bleeping computer. So if you have a Netgear router, you're going to want to hear this. An unpatched zero day, meaning it's already been exploited. Vulnerability exists in 79 Netgear router models that allow an attacker to take full control over vulnerable devices remotely. Discovered independently by both Adam Nichols of cybersecurity firm Grimm and Darkness and its spelled D4RKN3SS from Vietnam's VNPT ISC through Zero Day Initiative. Its vulnerability lies in the HTTPD daemon used to manage the router. While ZDI's report includes brief information about the vulnerability, Nichols has released a detailed explanation of the vulnerability, a proof of con concept exploit, and the scripts to find vulnerable routers. According to the reports, the vulnerable router's HTTPD Daemon does not adequately check the length of the data supplied by a user, allowing an attacker to create a buffer overflow 
when the data is copied to a fixed length variable. This flaw would allow an attacker to create a specially crafted string that would execute commands on the router without needing to authenticate first. Nichols explains that stack cookies would typically mitigate this vulnerability, but many of Netgear router products do not utilize them. As an example of how this exploit would be used, Nichols used the vulnerability to configure the Telnet daemon on a vulnerable router to listen on port 8888 and not require a password. While the HTTP daemon is only accessible by default on the LAN, router admins can enable it so it is accessible remotely from the internet. So now, um, if you don't know, there is a website where you could go and check to see if a specific protocol or port uh, is open to the internet. It's a quick search, and um, you can actually do it for free. So won't be long before these are exploited. While HTTP daemon is only accessible, oh, I just said that. So even if not accessible, even if not accessible via the internet, attackers can create malicious websites containing JavaScript that could perform DNS rebinding attacks to execute commands on the internal network remotely. Once an attacker gains control over a vulnerable router, they can use it to launch attacks on an internal on internal computers found on the LAN. It could be it could also be used to configure port forwarding on the router so that devices on the internal network would be exposed to the internet. In ZDI's disclosure, they state that the reporter that they reported the vulnerability to Netgear on January eighth, twenty twenty, and a disclosure date of June fifteenth was agreed upon. After Netgear's request for further time to resolve the bug was denied, both ZDI and Grimm publicly disclosed the vulnerability. So the fact that there is a proof of concept available and it is now publicly known you can expect there to be attacks on these 79 Netgear routers and the list is pretty extensive of the routers that are affected um, I'm not going to go through the whole list but uh, you should check out that list and make sure your router is not on that list because if it is you're going to want to make sure you're not connected to the internet with it you're not able to to reach it via the internet. In other words, you're not able to manage it via the internet. Um, Bank of America, this is on threat post. Bank of America, Fish gets around DMARC, other email protections. So DMARC, if you don't know, is a way to prevent phishing emails from coming into your network. Um, the June campaign was targeted and aimed at stealing online banking credentials, a credential phishing attempt that relies on impersonating Bank of America has emerged in the U.S. this month with emails that get around secure gateway protections and heavy-hitting protections like DMARC, and as D-M-A-R-C if you're not aware. The campaign involves emails that ask recipients to update their email addresses, warning users that their accounts could be recycled if it isn't done. The email language and topic was intended to induce in urgency, as phishing emails always do, by the way, in the reader owing it to its financial nature according to analysis from Armor Blocks, asking readers to update the email account for their bank lest it get recycled is a powerful motivator for anyone to click on the URL and follow through. So in other words, you get an email saying, hey, update your information or you could lose access to your account. You click on the link to update your email and it takes you to a page that looks like Bank of America, but it's not. You enter your credentials, you update your information, on what you think is Bank of America's website, but it's not. Now they have access to your account. Um, and somehow these phishing emails have managed to find their way around DMARC, which is a, a, a method of um, 
blocking all phishing emails, flagging messages, and so forth. DMARC stands for Domain-Based Message Authentication Reporting and Conformance. Um, and if you're using G Suite or Office 360, let me correct that, Microsoft 365, then you're using that, but somehow, or you should be using that, but somehow they're finding a way around that. Also, speaking of banks, Wells Fargo phishing baits customers with calendar invites. Wells Fargo customers are being targeted by phishing campaign impersonating the Wells Fargo security team and luring potential victims to phishing pages with the help of calendar invites. Wells Fargo is a multinational financial services, banking, investment, and mortgage provider with roughly 263,000 employees in 7,400 locations and 31 countries and territories. It serves one-third of all U.S. households and was ranked number 30 on Fortune's 2020 rankings of America's largest corporations. The phishing message is spotted by researchers at email security company Abnormal Security earlier this month. It has so far targeted over 15,000 Wells Fargo customers using .ics calendar file attachments containing events directing recipient to phishing pages. So here we have Wells Fargo customers being targeted as well. The banking industry is under attack by phishing um, not really the, the industry, but banking customers. If you use a bank, then you're probably going to get a phishing email or a, a smishing text message. That that's very, I've seen that a lot with banks. Uh, and then finally, on GovInfoSecurity.com, business associate incidents added to breach tally. Health data breaches involving paper records, email compromises added to wall of shame. Several major health data breaches that have been added to the federal tally in recent weeks serve as stark reminders of security and privacy risks posed by business associates. Among the incidents recently added to the Department of Health and Human Services HIPAA breach reporting tool, also known as the HIPAA wall of shame, are breaches involving the improper disposal of paper, record, paper records by a vendor hired to store and destroy the records. Uh, I believe that was the one um, that they had shut down, but they were told to hold on to the records until they found a new vendor. Records damaged in a tornado that, tornado that hit a vendor facility. You may recall we talked about that one. And an email hack of employees of a healthcare entity that has a parent company providing services to more than a dozen hospitals and other parent and other server service providers. We did talk about that one as well. Commonly called the wall of shame, the HHS Office of Civil Rights website lists health data breaches affecting 500 or more individuals. Two of the recently added incidents reported as a involving business associates are among the top three largest health data breaches posted on the HHS site so far in 2020. As of Wednesday, 3,273 breaches impacted more than 234.5 million individuals have been posted to HHS website since September of 2009. So far in 2020, 208 major breaches affecting nearly 4.7 individuals have been added. I think we will see that number increase as we um, start to return to normal, although I don't know how, how normal we're going to return to at this point. So improper disposal, the biggest business associate incident recently added to the HHS website was reported on May 28th by South Bend, Indiana-based Elkhart Emergency Physician as an improper disposal breach impacting 550,000 individuals. It's the second largest breach added to the tally this year. As of Wednesday, the HHS website shows at least seven other South Bend area healthcare providers reporting they were affected by the same improper disposal incident, affecting a combined total of about 5,000 patients. In a May 28th joint statement, Elkhart emergency physicians and other organizations 
Note the improper disposal incident involved a former vendor, Indiana-based Central Files, Inc., which was entrusted to provide secure record storage and destruction to the healthcare entities during various time periods ranging from 1999 to 2013. The records entrusted to Central Files included sensitive and legally protected information about these organizations, patients, clients, and or employees. The statement notes Central Files was paid to destroy certain records and was supposed to securely store the remaining records until transferred to a subsequent records storage company. But between April 1st and April 9th, South Bend entities were alerted that confidential documents entrusted to Central Files were discovered and properly dumped in an insecure, unsecure South Bend area location sometime between before April 1st and several more times until May of 15th. So we did report on that. I did not at that time have the number at 550,000. I don't think there was a number placed on it at that point. We talked about the place that was hit with tornado damage, again, being a, I believe it was some type of record storage place as well. Uh, yep, damaged. Um, yep, it was a record storage place as well. And they were hit with tornado damage. Um, there was an email hack breach involving a business associate that was reported to HHS on May 5th for BJC Health Systems in Missouri. And, um, you know, the article goes on to talk about some of the things we've talked about. So first of all, email woes, again, pres uh, phishing emails, phishing attacks is still the biggest problem going on. Um, but we also have talked about numerous times how business associates are, we're, uh, we're um, going to be enforced there were going to be more enforcements on business associates in 2019 and going forward. Now, this year, things got a little out of hand with COVID-19. So we probably didn't, we probably haven't seen what we should have seen so far. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be, I don't want to say target. Target is not the right word, but it's going, it's still, business associates need to be on their A game because there's still going to be, education time for business associates let's just say that and with with the ocr the way it works they'll come in they'll audit they'll say this is what you need to fix they they call it technical advice it may not be technical in nature it might be you know something like you know make sure your record keeping looks like this but they call it technical advice and if you do it great you're all set if you don't do it then the next time they come back there will be penalties so business associates are supposed to see more enforcement going forward, and I'm sure once things with COVID-19 settle down, we will see that. All right, that is going to do it for the Friday edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until Monday, stay, stay healthy, stay safe, stay secure, and um, happy Father's Day as well, everyone. Thank you.